What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On this show, our season 10 finale, we'll first dive into a couple of news nuggets, such as Jay-Z suing Dame Dash over the sale of Reasonable Doubt as an NFT, people itching for a Black Thought versus battle, and who would be a worthy opponent. Then we'll dive into the recently surfaced viral top 50 female MCs list and discuss where they went wrong who makes our personal top 10 list as far as female rappers. Then the crew will recommend some of their favorite summertime hip-hop and non-hip-hop albums and records. Then the crew will share their mid-year list for the best hip-hop albums so far of 2021. Then for album face-off, we'll be comparing Bizarre Ride to the Far Side by the Far Side with De La Soul is Dead by De La Soul and discuss which one we felt was better and why. Then we'll do another round of overrated, underrated, and the crew will share what they've been bumping. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's going on, Brandy? Hey, what's up? Nothing much, nothing much. How's everything with you? Everything's going good. Can't complain. Good, good, good. How's the family? Uh, my daughter's doing okay. So, so it's summer break, so she's doing great right now. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. What grade is she going into? Um, yeah, she'll be a sophomore this year coming up. Oh wow! You got a teenager, teenager. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I'm sure that's exciting. I mean, that's exciting. Um, I'm happy for that. She's going back to school, in school, next year, unless we decide to, I well, I decide to homeschool her. But uh, yeah, but right now she's kind of scared because it's her first year going to high school, high school next year. That's right. That's right, because with the, with the pandemic, so the pandemic went down when she was probably still, what, an eighth grader, right? Well, it started at the end of her eighth grade year and it went through her freshman year in high school. Wow. Okay, so this is totally, it's, that would be totally new for her. Yeah, and she came from a private school and she's going to a public school. So this is going to be very interesting. So, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, kids are resilient. You know, they, they're more resilient than us, you know, so. Very true. Very true. Did she want to keep doing the homeschooling or was she was she eager to do the high school thing? or? Um. Well, I don't think, I'm starting to think she doesn't want to go to school I think she's just scared and nervous because she doesn't know any of the kids in this district mm. and um, it's high school so I think she's more scared than anything and I told her I said if it gets too rough um, I, we can always do homeschool um, but um, I want her to see if she would how she's going to do in just regular school I don't know uh, she, she wanted to do this that's why she's not in her school that's why we're doing this because she wanted to be in a public school. So, and with around different kids. So, we'll see. Okay, okay. Well, I, hey man, I, I wish her the best. I wish her the Thank best. You. That is a, that is a, um, I, I call it a magical time of, of life, but it really goes by quick. So, 
Yeah, it's hard to just cherish it. What's going on? What's going on, Vince? What's up, man? How's everybody doing? Pretty good, pretty good. What's going on, Jamil? What's happening? Nothing much, nothing much. Chocolate giddy up in the house. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I had to, uh, you know, rep rep for my mans at the uh, June, Juneteenth picnic. <laughs> right. Because there were several of those, I guarantee. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, you know, black people. We're gonna celebrate. They they they're gonna celebrate that anyway, regardless of whether they make it an official holiday or not. No doubt about it. I know. I'm just talking about what I what I sent you with his uh with his face on. Oh, the, the, <laughs> right. The extra part. Yeah, the meals you never cease to make me laugh. <laughs> Brandy, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Hey, the other day, man. I was coming out of a store and I forgot where I parked my car. And man, dude, I like, I had to be walking around this lot for like a, a good five minutes looking for my car. I did find it. But man, like, crossed my mind rather. I wanted to ask y'all, like, what would y'all rather have stolen, your car or your phone? Car. My I mean, car. My, 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 phone, my phone. My phone. My phone. I don't know, man. I'd rather, it's sad to say, I'd rather my car be stolen than my phone. Yeah, everything's on my phone. Life is on my phone. Yeah, yeah, but you can get your life back. Like all my stuff is backed up. So, like right. Google Photos, Dropbox, like I'll get all that back when I get another phone. Yeah, but the headache of having to put in those, remember those passwords and this. The this, headache of getting a new car. <laughs> yeah, but your car is insured, you know. And like, if you steal my car, it's like you're stealing all the problems that come with it too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you have to go find another problem, which is another car. <laughs> right. Yeah, but what, you if you got insurance, it's like you're really not going to get hit for that much. Whereas with your phone, it's like, yeah, you could get all your info back, but you still got to buy a new phone. You don't know what that person's going to do with that info if they are able to break through your phone. I don't know, man. I, I'd, rather, I'd much rather. Because see, if I'm at work and my car gets stolen, I can just Uber a ride back home. I see there's pros and cons, definitely. But if somebody stole my phone, it will be locked in, with immediately because I'll just uh, go into Google. And like I said, I'm all it's all tied in. So I just go into Google and either I can find it and, and meet up with the person that got my phone or I just lock the whole thing. And actually, them stealing my phone is just motivation for me to get a new phone, which I should have done three years ago. So... <laughs> <laughs> It would hurt if I, they stole my car. I, I really lo love my car because it came at an awesome time when I didn't have any money. So ah. um, I really, really love my car. So um, it would hurt. But I mean, yeah, it would hurt if someone stole my car. You'd rather you, you, you can live with your phone. Because yeah, I mean, my car has a name. Her, her name is Autumn. I, I love Autumn. Oh, She's snap. She's been there for me when I didn't have nothing. She's been a ride or die, literally. So yeah. Okay, okay. Respect, yeah, I respect. respect. I respect it. I respect it. Not everybody does that. That's people who name their cars really do love their cars, man. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> That's dope. How did That's she dope. how did she get the name Autumn? I'm very curious. It's the color, her color. She she's okay. um so rust color Chevy. Oh, so God. I just named her Autumn. Dig it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it too, man. <laughs>
I hear them, but I haven't seen any. Okay, okay. I was just curious. It's like news made it seem like it, it was going to be such a presence this this summer, but not yeah, I haven't even seen any yet. But very well, very well. Let's dive right into our news nuggets for tonight. I want to welcome everybody to our season ten finale, last episode of the uh, of the season, and uh, summer is in full swing, so. We got some special topics lined up for tonight's show. Uh, first in our news nuggets, though, I don't know if y'all saw this, but people are clamoring for a Black Thought versus battle. Um, as you all know, you know, various hip hop legends have uh, consistently been signing up to do these battles with their contemporaries. And for the most part, it's been pretty popular and it's, it's getting a lot of positive feedback. However, some people are asking for a Black Thought versus battle. In y'all's opinion, who would be a worthy opponent, though? Because they haven't really nailed that that down. Royce the Fire, nah. Mm, okay. Interesting. Okay. I think Royce has the moxie and the confidence to to actually do it. Like, I don't think he would be scared. He would. I, I think he would lose miserably. But I don't think it's. It, I don't think that Royce would be like a bad choice, though. That's that's a good call. Yeah, that is a good call. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking. It's two, two names came to mind for me: Q-Tip and Feral Munch. Now, Q-Tip, you know, he's not of the same pedigree lyrically of Black Thought, sure, but with both of them having, you know, uh, cuts with their respective groups, Q-Tip with Tribe and Black Thought with the Roots. They could throw in an even mix of that material as well. And then maybe with Pharaoh Munch, you know, some of his feature material and the stuff from his solo project. Um, yeah, you know, those are those. But Vince, you bring up an interesting candidate. Royce the Five Nine would definitely that would definitely be a uh, lyrical showcase right there. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I said him is because, in my opinion, I could be totally wrong. But this will be like the first niche versus like, yeah, it's, it's gonna be like it will be the lowest amount of viewers. Um, yep, yep. But it will be something that the people that really would look forward to it, the ones that are looking for that, it would be amazing to them. But like the casual viewer, nah, they they probably wouldn't. They they wouldn't watch it. I got one that's kind of out of left field, but I think it makes sense because quiet is kept. I think Black Thought could match this energy, not as as good as anybody could. Um, Buster, I knew you about to say Buster. I think I think Buster versus Black Thought could be interesting in that Buster kind of straddles that line of yeah. you know having being you know having this lyrical dexterity and then you know like crazy crazy energy and, and party music that would definitely appeal to a larger group yeah so that it's not so dense lyrically that you you miss out but i, I also think even with that party vibe like black thought could take it there with you too like you could throw on a party beat like past the cavassier or something and he could get busy on that too mm-hmm. yeah like so Buster, yeah. What you go ahead, Brandon? Go ahead. No, I was just I was just going to say I like the idea of Buster Rhymes with Black Thought. That that would be yeah. pretty dope. 
Yeah, Busta Rhymes, are, are they on the same stage? Because I don't think anybody can hang with Busta Rhymes' energy. <laughs> I, just, I agree. It's just crazy what he does. Like, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's one of one in that regard, but, like, Black Thought be on some real cool stuff, but... He can bring the he can bring the energy too. Like not quite like Busta, just because, like I said, Busta is one of one when it comes to a, a live performance in that way. But Black Thought ain't no punk when it comes to to that same thing. And as far as versatility, I don't know that there are too many people that have it quite like that. And I know part of that is, you know, being part of the collective and the roots and the, you know all the things that they can do musically. But dude is is a maestro. Like he is he is insane in concert. I got an even better one than I just thought of it. Andre three thousand. Versus Black Thought. Oh yeah. I like it. I mean, I I'd watch that. I'd watch that. I would watch that. I think that would be beautiful. I think that even better than Buster. Oh yeah, I think that would be perfect because the dance lyrics on both sides then they got their own version of their up-tempo stuff and Andre 3000 is featured on enough enough people's stuff where he doesn't even have to really touch Outkast too much and right. his, own, his own solo stuff yeah with, with little of it he's, he's got I, I would right. definitely watch that I just doubt Andre 3000 would sign up for oh. something like that yeah, he's in a whole different space uh, artistically, creatively right now. Like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I just don't see him don't sign it up for that. But man, if he did, I would definitely watch that. I would definitely. Yeah, show up playing the oboe or something. <laughs> not, even, not even trying to rhyme. <laughs> right. He come through with his flute, you know. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, moving right along, man, through, through our, our news nuggets, I don't know if y'all saw this, and I feel like this is this was kind of this story was a little long overdue before we saw something like this. Jay Z is currently suing uh, Dame Dash over the sale of the Reasonable Doubt album as an NFT. Now, I'm not the most educated when it comes to how NFTs are bought and sold and how their you know their their, their value is is tabulated and all of that. Um, and in the lawsuit, basically, he's stating that uh, uh, he can't, he, that Dame cannot auction off for reasonable doubt because the rights to the LP belong to the label mm-hmm. Rockefeller Records. Now, legally, Rockefeller Records is Dame Dash, Jay Z, and Kareem Biggs. And I, I've seen, you know, other explanations about how the rights to this album is, is broken down. You know, in other stories and interviews, and I, I have seen Kareem Biggs make the comment that he would never, he would, he would never sell away the rights to Reasonable Doubt because the masters to it are so profitable. What do y'all think? Do y'all think this is fair or foul? Because Jay Z owns the rights to Jay Z alone owns the rights to every other album in his catalog except for Reasonable Doubt. I'm not sure about why the legal red tape is as it is, but. Y'all think this is fair or foul? Do you think Dame is foul for trying to auction this off as an NFT? Or do you think Jay is foul for suing him and doing so? Because, well, I'll let y'all take it. I'll let y'all take it. Well, didn't Jay-Z offer to buy 
out Damon Dash not too long ago, and but Damon said it was too low. Of a, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Him and Kareem Big said it was too low. I don't know. It's weird because it's like so if if he had the agreement, if Dame had the agreement of the other partner to sell it, it, it would seem to me that the two of them being majority partners would be able to make a decision like this. But I don't. I don't really know. I don't, I'm not familiar with the legalities of all of this and how it breaks down. But I don't know, man. It, it's 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 weird because you know the the legacy that they built and everything. It, you know, it's 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 kind of complicated because you have I've, I've heard of lawsuits over certain people using the Rockefeller symbol, you know, for clothing and getting sued by Jay-Z because that particular version of the logo belongs to them, yada, yada. It's just it's interesting that all this intellectual property is out there and, you know, you got a lot of people who are laying claim to it. There was another lawsuit with the photographer. Yes. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, I've seen that. The um, Jay Z suing the photographer for using using his image or his likeness and selling. Yeah, yeah, I seen that actually last week. I read about that. Yeah, so it's it's just interesting, you know. It's like all this old intellectual property at that just is still being fought over after so many years, you know. And and I'm sure it's you know it's this profitable stuff. But it's worth, um, it's worth a lot of money. That's his first album. I mean, like, and his best. Yes. Well, and <laughs> <laughs> well we could debate that back and forth because I know how Jamil feels about that. I, I, I think it's crazy. Um, I don't think it's foul that Damon's trying. Dame's trying to sell it. I don't believe it's foul. Yeah, I, I don't either. You know, I, I, it's the one thing he has that's connected to Jay Z that I think he can sell. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't know how the the ownership portions break down or any of that. But you know, it's it's just it's 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 so weird to see people build something and build an empire together, and then you know, years later that they're, they're fighting over the, the rights to this album or that album or this image and, and all of that. But um, Hey. So a, lot, a lot of ego and pettiness involved in that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Jay Z's hurting. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, he's not. You know, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, Dame. You know, he's the one probably in greater need of of you know whatever whatever money is going to come from it. I, I'm not sure what you know what his overhead is, but I'm sure he's not nearly as set as Jay Z. But Hey, you know, hopefully, hopefully they work it out. Hopefully they work it out. But moving right along, man, we are going to go into the next uh, segment for tonight. Let's dive into this female MC top 50 list. <laughs> um, man, Chaz was supposed to be here for this, too. There was a list that surfaced on the Internet <clears throat> mm-hmm. of this uh, top 50 greatest female MCs, kind of like in the same style of the top 50 greatest MCs that came out maybe like a year year and a half ago that had everybody talking and I'm not gonna lie man this 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 list is all kind of messed up this is whack <laughs> this is the wackest list I have ever seen why is little mama ahead of rap I, 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 I didn't even Ours notice that like one six or seven and I'm even on a list period exactly. I, didn't even, I didn't even see the list so I'm I'm anxious to um, discover what it is. Here, Vince, I'm a um, I'm gonna text you a picture of it real quick. 
this this list is obscene. Like it's obscene. That is the perfect word for it. <laughs> it's offensive. Uh, who did this? Who did Why was Little Mama even there? Exactly. Right. <laughs> there's about there's about fifteen names on here of people who I'm I'm pretty positive haven't even dropped an album yet. Exactly. China White. Like, does she ever drop anything? A lot of these names, I didn't even, I haven't even seen these names until this list dropped. I don't know who Rocky Bad is. I don't know who I know Angel, who that is. I don't know who Angel Hayes is. Um, Neil's on here. I know Are Angel Hayes. <laughs> Angel Hayes is actually not that bad. Okay, okay. Uh, Rico Nasty, never heard trash. any of her stuff. Yeah, Rico Nasty's trash. Who is Jocelyn Hernandez? From um, hip hop. Uh, Stevie J's. Uh, oh, you gotta be playing. Jocelyn Hernandez. <laughs> uh, what's the name that? She, the she's Puerto the Puerto Rican princess. queen. Yeah, Puerto Rican princess. <laughs> hey, now, now, um, what's old girl's name? Snow the product? Oh, she should be on there. She, she she's on, on there. there. She's on there. Yeah, yeah, she should Snow's be on there. Snow's tight. She should be higher. Yeah. Uh, Rhapsody should be way further ahead. As should Rod Digger, as yeah. should MC Light, as should Mia X. Yeah. Okay, so Who put Fergie on here? Fergie. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This is very lazy. Like they Fergie doesn't even bank. identify as a rapper. No. Janelle Monet. I got love for Janelle Monet, but she's a she's a singer. Singer. She yeah, does rap, but she's not a rapper. I never heard of Little Debbie. I never heard of Honey Cocaine. I've never heard of her. Little Debbie is a, uh, she's a, I think she's from the Bay. She's a white rapper from the Bay. Mm. Oh, okay. She's down with that whole V Nasty and Crazy. Yeah. Time. That, yeah. Okay. That name kind of dope, though, I will say. <laughs> miss me with all of that. Yeah, this oh, is they terrible. Miss, they, they definitely miss them. This is terrible. Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Azalea Bank. That's just ridiculous. Lisa Left Eye. It's like no disrespect to Left Eye, but no, no, no. She she not, she hasn't done enough. Who is Dave? They were Rose? right to put Shauna on here though, because I thought Shana. she might have been the one they missed. And she should have been higher. Dave's Loaf was uh um um, um um you've heard her before. Dave's she does Loaf, that song. Um, I don't think she should be up there though, but yeah, Dave's Loaf. Uh, let a let a n word try me. Yeah. But she don't rap. She like sing. She do a mixture of both. You know, whatever they call this stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Rashida, Dreezy, I just, yeah, none of these people are, are ringing a bell. Um, these are all realities. Like, Rashida's a reality star. Love and hip hop. These are oh, all. Yeah. They, put, they put Dreezy on here? Yeah, Dreezy's yeah, she, on here. She, she should be on it. She should be on it. I don't even know who that is. She made that song with T-Pain uh, a couple years ago. She sings too, but she can spit, right? Asian can... Doll. They got Nicki Minaj in number one. Now, of course they would. This is a this is a garbage list. This is likely, mm -hmm. I hope and pray, this is a troll list. Yeah, it's a joke. Um, but if you all had to rate your, I'm not even going to get in the top 25 or none of that. Let's just say, let's just go with 50. I'm, I'm sorry, let's just go with 10, rather. Um, who would be your top 10? Yikes. All right, are we <laughs> that's talking top, that's, that's top, cool. top 10, like the top 
you know, the best or your favorites. For somebody like Missy Elliott, for instance, I got a soft spot for her, but I know she's nobody's lyricist. So she might make my top yeah. 10, but there are definitely rappers better than her. Let's 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 go favorite. Let's go favorite. Okay. Okay. Let me think about this. Well, I don't even know if I can say 10 per se, but I know Young M.A. I love her. I don't, it's like take away from some of the content she has with the, you know, with her persuasion. Take that out. She can spit. Um, I will put Shauna. You will put Shauna in your top like, 10? Oh, Shauna, man, Shauna is so cold. It's ridiculous. Like, she, like, if I don't know if you follow her on IG, but she killing she her on IG. Yeah, she, she cold. She, like, any smoke, she gonna blow away any anybody's smoke. Did y'all know Shauna was did y'all know Shauna was Buddy Guy's daughter? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But like any smoke coming away, she blowing that away. Like I agree. Don't with nobody that. nobody. Other, the only that. other person I can think of is uh 3D 3D Naughty or whatever her name is. Yeah. Cause she can spit too. She cold too. Yeah, she's yeah, she's dope. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do this ten real quick. I don't um unless somebody already has a list. I'm I'm just trying to pull names off the top of my head to come up with ten. All right, um, in no order because I didn't do the homework. My apologies. Probably should have been better prepared for the season finale. It's, it's all good, man. Well, you know um, I, I rarely do research. Right, right, right. All right, so I'm gonna go with um, the Lady of Rage. Uh, Mia X, obviously Lauren, uh, Lil Kim, Rhapsody, um, Light. Am I four or five? You're at six. Six? Man, already? All right, let me take off then Mia X if I'm at six already. Latifah. Okay. Uh, I am drawing a blank and I'm listening to her voice right now out of Atlanta. Why can't I think of her name? From the Atlanta. goddess MC, Sharecropper's daughter. Oh, Sarah. Sarah, thank you. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah is dope. Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Jean Grey's dope. Uh, I don't know if I said Lauren or not. You did. Okay. You did not, you did not say Messi, however. I know. I know. Uh, Rod Digger. And I'm torn. I'm torn here because I kind of want to put Missy on my list since I picked her up, but maybe not. All right, can you run my list back to me? Make sure I didn't forget somebody. <laughs> you got Lady of Rage, Lauren Hill, Lil' Kim, Rhapsody, MC Light, Queen Latifah, Sarah, Jean Grey, and Rod Digger. Not a bad, not a bad nine. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put um, Lady I'm gonna Ray. I'm going to throw the brat on there just, just to get some love to the crib. The brat? Okay. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't okay. put Lady Rage because, I mean, don't get me wrong, that one song she had was crazy. And I she like don't really like Afro Puffs like that. See, I mean, and don't, nah, she got more than one song too. Don't get, you know, I'm just, she got I'm just, some stuff with Premiere that's that's crazy. Like Rage I, don't have really? a lot of material, but she 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 get busy. 
I'm thinking about somebody. I'm thinking about if they were to battle each other, who gonna win out? And I think Lady oh. Rage would fizzle. She would fizzle. Wow. I have to get Remy. I'm sorry. Remy. I'm gonna take Rage off. I'm gonna take Rage off and put Remy in there. Remy is nice. I like Remy too, but unpopular opinion. Papoose is writing her last album. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about I mean, that one. She's been putting I mean, it down for years, dude. Right. It's nah, possible don't give that. Me that. I love her. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I love it. I'm all about Remy, but I I noticed the 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 rhyme scheme, especially on the um the song she did against uh was it against she, Mickey? Sheether. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. that. I can see I can that, see if, that, that, if, if, if that they said Papoose wrote Sheether, that makes sense. That was Papoosish. <laughs> that that makes it, sense. Uh, but, I don't know, man. That, that... She, she get down though. Like, start with Miss Martin. That's the first thing I ever heard her on. And she absolutely rips it. Like, she get her no, own solo song on the Big Pine record and kills it. You know no, why I'm surprised you did, did not that. mention uh Jamil? Uh, Gangsta Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I like Gangsta Boo like I like Missy, and I okay. think um, I think it was more because of what she was doing with um, Runner Jewels that that it was kind of cool to hear from her. But she, yeah, she ain't, she down with three six. Now I don't mess with them. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool. All right, Brandy, do you have a off the off the top? Top ten. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna say Remy Ma, Rhapsody, um, Lauren, Light, um, The Brat, um, 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 Mia X, um, uh, Kim, definitely. Um, Lord, I'm trying to think. Um, I wasn't ready for this. Um. Uh, <laughs> Um, how many is that? You got seven. Um, I would say I'm gonna put Missy because Missy's a big influence on me, just her influence alone. Uh, Queen Latifah, definitely. Um, from oh, for the old school. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a new, like, somebody newer. Got Rhapsody, you got actually Rhapsody's the most current one on your list. I, I, I Rhapsody kills it for me. Um, mm, I can't think of nobody else right now. Um, Jean Grey, maybe Jean Grey is tight. Jean Grey is tight. I don't, I always forget about her, but she is, she's cold. Um, Rod did Digger, you, did you say, oh, yep. Rod Digger. Okay, that's 10. That is 10. Yeah, Rod Digger is nice, man. Mia X. Mia X's name keep coming up. Um, I didn't know Mia X was so well loved in this. I circle. love uh, I mean, I, that's oh, they love, they're not from where, where she's from. They love her. I love Mia I've, X. I've come to appreciate her over time. Like when, when No Limit was out and running the world, I really wanted nothing to do with any of that camp. But I had gone back and listened to some of the stuff that they were doing. And she's not, you know, she's not Rod Diggers. She's not Cyrox. She's not Rhapsody. But considering 
you know, her style being what it is and out of the campus she came from, like she she do a thing. She's a she's a more talented lyricist than I would have given her credit for at first. Mm-hmm. And she has a she has a commanding voice that I, I, I kinda dig that. Yeah, yeah, uh, she does. She does. Queen Pen anybody? Going once, going twice. I only know one Queen Pen fan. <laughs> right. And that's Rodney. That's Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vince, man. Who who are your top ten favorite female MCs? Well, it, it, y'all basically named everybody, but like just to give some people some nods, that's now. 3D Naughty, I think that's her name. 3D Nady. Yeah. She's, she's dope. She calls uh, out of New Orleans. Yeah. Uh it's this it's this chunky girl. Uh I can't think of her name. She she uh, she heavier set. Um, oh, girl out of Buffalo. Talk, I know who he's talking about. Yeah, I think it is. She is out of Buffalo. Like oh, she's Shay very correct. And she's uh, I think she's uh of the same persuasion as Young MA. But Wait, are you talking about Shay Noir? That name it's not ringing the bell when you say her name. Uh I can't think of her name though. That's what that sucks, man. Um but yeah, like younger man is one of them. Megan hey, is hey, Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion can actually spit. Um I know like the stuff that's on the radio like doesn't do her justice as far as what she can actually do, but when she does her freestyles and stuff on the internet radio stations, she actually can get down. That that um that double time the version of her double time that she does, like she's doing that in real time. There's no, you know, there's no tricks involved with in the studio. Like she's actually right. rapping like that. Right. And that's that takes skill and talent. Um people are forgetting about Doja Cat. Doja Cat is nice. I, I will say that. I like Doja Cat. Don't nobody want no smoke with Doja if it happened to be her writing against you. Nobody wants to. I like Doja. Doja Are you right? I used oh. to like Doja oh, yes. Cat. I didn't know Doja Cat spit. I I thought oh, she oh, just yeah. did videos. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she does it all. Like in my opinion, she's like she's a new version of Missy Elliott. She's like I've heard. Version. I've actually heard that. She's a little 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 more explicit for my taste. Oh, but you let her just spit. I don't like. I like wordplay. Her, her, like her voice. Yeah, yeah. I used to like Doja Cat, but her recent yeah, like if she if she online, was to focus on a person, I, I don't know, man. Like 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 her recent antics online, kind of yeah. There's something to that. Turn me off to her a little bit, but I mean, she did occupy like a really goofy space that you know that that you know you were there for, right. You know, and you gotta respect and, her hustle too. Like she, she kind of was was very much self made. Yeah, she was, and but as of lately, she's kind of she's kind of groomed herself as like a. She has groomed herself as a rapper, but she's also kind of groomed herself as a pop star too. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think they had it on had her on here, but Cash Doll from Detroit. I know, I know. I've heard her name before, but I've never actually heard anything from her. Oh, she see, um, she was like. She was like Meg the Stallion before Meg came out. Like her, 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 her writing uh, content. Like she more, she more like a. She basically talks like a dude. She talks about, about men like as if she's a dude. The way she talks, raps, and it's she's really good at. It. Like she has a huge following in in, in D town. They love in the D. Okay. Sure. Like, for, for myself. 
<clears throat> you all already hit some of mine, like my my, my personal top tens. Uh, it would definitely include include um, Queen Latifah, Rod Digger, Rhapsody, uh, Lauren Hill, Missy. I would have Bahamadia on my list. I would have. Why did I forget? Good, good pick. I, I knew I forgot somebody. I would have. I would actually have Mystic on my list. Gene Gray. You said what? She got one album. Yeah, so do a lot of these. So does Lauren Hill. <laughs> like, Fair enough. And Lauren Hill has. Let's let's be clear. She got two solo projects, and she got two projects with the Fugees. But I digress. I mean, and Rod Digger has what? She's got the Flip Mode album, and then she's got her the Dirty Harriet joint. You know, so I mean, I could I could throw Mystic on there. <laughs> she got more. I, you're right. You're right. My bad. <laughs> I got. I also have Jean Grey on my list. I have Shay Noir, and then the tenth spot is a female MC out of Detroit. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard of her, Invincible. She's got an album out called Shapeshifters from like 2007, but it's one of my favorite, you know, personal favorite hip hop albums. But it was it was pretty dope. And uh, two that I wanted to kind of give honorable mention to. Do y'all remember this MC, this female MC named Nitty Scott? Yeah. What happened to her? gone like mystic yeah she was dope she was dope she was like like uh, had her moment and i won't even say she had her moment i think it was one of those like kind of like mystic not to <laughs> you know make it sound like i'm dissing her but i think it was one of those situations where if you knew you do and she was kind of around for a summer and gone yeah yeah i don't know what happened to her she was dope and then medusa i gotta give i gotta give a shout out to medusa I'm the West I, I, I literally was about to say that when you started your list. I'm like, I thought she was going to make your list. Like, this nigga Ian going to have Medusa on here. I know it. <laughs> that's, that's literally what I was thinking. That's literally what I was thinking. No, nah, she didn't crack the top 10. Man. This, is a, this is a tough top 10. But what I wanted to ask y'all, what, what to you all makes a dope female MC? Y'all kind of hinted at it already with you all's top tens, but what makes a dope female MC and does your criteria for them differ than your for than your criteria for male MCs? Not for me. Like if you dope, you dope. I'm not checking I'm not checking for a male or a female MC. I'm checking for like who makes dope music and I, I'm looking for the same thing from a woman that I would look for from a man. Like Give me, give me dope bars and, and dope beats, and I'm here for it. I wish I could say that I am for the most part, but then on top of it, since I am a man, I'm looking for a woman's experience conveyed through that lyrics, but mm, done in the done in a way where I can empathize or or sympathize or or understand um, in an emotional way, because you know, like. And you know, there's so many different ways to do that. And it's just basically like the criteria of a of a hip hop artist when it comes to writing, that all falls in the book. But it's like, I still want to hear your story as a woman. So I'm listening in a different way. Okay, I, understood. I like personally, in a woman, women who bring it first, who do it first. I don't like, I mean like, I look at someone like Little Kim, she was the first in her class to do what she did. Everyone right. else seems gimmicky to me. Like they came with gimmicks after that to try to 
to try to get a, gain attention. I like people who do things first, who who can think of something first because being a female MC is great if you have the lyrics and you got the dope beats, that's great, but you got to be, let's be real, being a female MC, you have to give more. Um, you just got to give more. And so um, I like women who can do it first in any, in, in all categories. Lauren did what she did first. Um, Missy did what she did, the things that, the way she did it, she did it first. So I like, I like women who set, set bars, set, like set standards high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I dig that. Yeah, originality is, is very important for, for, you know, any MC, but you're right, especially female MCs because they, you know, the industry has its way of kind of forcing them into a mold. You know, so many of them have stories about how certain labels tried to sell them and market them and groom them and, you know, try to sexy them up so that they could sell more records. And so it's kind of easy to fall into a mold of let's just let's just do what the come like the last female MC came, basically. And, you know, uh, you know, you're taking a bigger risk with being original, but it's bigger payoff, too. It's definitely bigger payoff. You know, me, man, I just I look for the same things I look for, you know, out of male MCs, honesty, you know, skills, wordplay, being able to tell a dope story, having a good ear for production. And Vince, you kind of touched on it too, like like open up, open 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 up that world to me that that you live in, you know, and and, and break it down for me in a way where I could kind of I'm 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 on the ride with you, and I want to hear more, you know, expose me to your your story, your struggle. You know, I, I don't know, maybe this is a bad example, but um, Eminem, you know, he didn't necessarily, when he first came out, he didn't try to be anything that he wasn't. He kind of told us the white trash experience, for, for lack of a better word. And right. <laughs> it, it was thrilling, you know, like, yeah, man, this is, this is how that side lives, you know, doing shrooms and popping pills and whatnot. And, you know, it was, it was a new entertaining world for a lot of hip hop listeners. And uh, you know we we were there for it, but yeah, that's that's I think that's that's important too, you know. But um, is but is I, there I additionally too? Before before you say that, go ahead. Additionally too, um, I've always appreciated the unusual artists. So like the artists that whether it's a male or female that isn't chasing what is trending, like. I, I always give an artist that's not trying to be a dude out in the streets or a gangster the nod, especially when he's dope. In the same way with a woman, I always give her the nod that's not, that, that isn't over-sexualizing herself. So you was right um, in Shade Noir, for instance. Like, what you see is what you get. She just can spit. Um, she's not trying to make you pay attention to her based off of her looks or make you attracted to her to listen to her. You know, the Cardi B, Megan, the Stallion side of the game. Um, Lauren Hill, she, she, she's a pretty woman, in my opinion, but she didn't lead her, her, her songs weren't led with being sexual. So I always appreciate that. Does, does like a female... You I'm what? sorry to cut you. I, I'll cut you off. I'm sorry. That's all good. It's all good. I'm just gonna repeat myself. <laughs> no, I, w- I was actually about to ask: Does does a does a, when, when a female MC when they lead with their sexuality, does that affect how you receive them? 
No, not necessarily affect how I receive them, but it makes me. Well, I guess it does affect me because it takes me longer to really hear what they're saying because it's like, oh, they twerking. Oh, they wearing the tightest stuff and the least amount of clothing. But that's why it took me so long to realize that Megan can actually spit a little bit. Uh, Cardi B, if she's writing her stuff, she's not the worst. Like, she actually has some stuff. She has talent there. But, you know, when you got a song like WAP, it's like it's hard to it's hard to see that yeah because of everything else around it it muddies it I agree. just the same way like you got some some i mean some uh male artists they so attached with the hood and all this stuff that sometimes it muddies up the fact that they actually can spit a little bit um because of everything else around it it takes you a while to see it you got most deaf Talib Kweli. Yeah, they from the streets, but they're giving their experience from it. They're not like glorifying it or constantly putting their hands up like a shotgun or or or, or a handgun or something in their lyrics and stuff like that. Right, right. <clears throat> I'm just like, how can you take someone seriously when they're overly overly sexualized? Like, I can't take Cardi B seriously. I don't mm-hmm. care. If she actually is spitting something nice on her on her rhyme, I don't take her seriously because she don't take herself seriously. So, I mean, <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Like she's she's a gimmick rapper to me. Like she's in it where she's in the in her position as right now. But do you see Cardi B being around in the next ten years? No, not at all. I mean, I don't see her being around. I, 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 I do. She gonna go the way of Nicki Minaj. Yeah, they're they're when when you, and you know it's their right to do that to market themselves however they feel. But when they, I feel I do feel like when they do that, as Brandy uh, mentioned, they do shorten their own shelf life because it's like the minute another female rapper comes out who's a little younger and a little hotter, you know, and, and can afford some more, you know, a little bit more plastic surgery. As soon as she comes out and she's halfway decent, it's like your old news. So, you know, female MCs who kind of lead with their sexuality, it's like, yeah, it, they they have a right to do that. You know, and there's a there's a time and place for that. But it, I just speaking for myself and maybe this is my own male bias. I, I'm less likely to, as Brandy put it, take them seriously as a lyricist. You know, it's like I feel you're trying to distract me from the, the product of the music now. You know, but I don't think that's a uh, specific to women. I think that is like the packaging matters in general. I think Vince kind of touched on this pretty well, actually. You know, if you're presenting me with a with an image that's all blinged out, and you know, you in a in a video with a with a bunch of rented cars and jewelry, and it's it's like super super hood. Like if that's the packaging, that doesn't appeal to me personally specifically with you as a lyricist so it, it it doesn't draw me in um with a with a woman who leads with her sexuality that doesn't draw me in as someone who is going to check you out lyrically because that's not what you're giving me you're not presenting that to me so clearly that's not what you want me to see you're showing me or showing the audience what you want the audience to see whether this is the decision of the artist or that of the label 
that's what's being pushed out there. So that's the initial response that you're going to get. What I what I often get confused by though is who is this for? Like if you're leading with such a, a sexual image, that's to entice men, I would assume. But ain't nobody buying no album based off that. Like we'll look, you know, and men will will enjoy the visuals of it. But I don't think that's gonna cause anybody to buy tickets. And as far as you know, women are concerned, I don't know that the imagery is necessarily drawing women in. So what's the what's oh, the it idea? Definitely is. It definitely is. I think it draws in. I think it draws in young women who are yeah, the new wave of women like this. Yes. Old, I, and I don't I, even I know if it's necessarily everywhere. Just, no. I don't know if it's necessarily just like the new age of women. I think young women in general who are coming into adulthood and growing into, you know, their own sense of what being a, a, a sexual being would be for them. I think that's that sort of freedom is kind of appealing. But I still don't know if that's necessarily enough to, um, you know, to boost uh, someone to the top of the charts. I, I mean, I guess it has been because it has worked in, in, in a number of cases. But um, I don't remember if it was Vince or Ian saying this, but it was it, it shortens the shelf life for sure. I would agree with that. I think there's a, a small window where that works. And eventually, if you don't have something else with that, it's a wrap. Like you're not going to be able to have the kind of longevity that you might need uh, to sustain a career. So if you are not Cardi B and you're not, you know, out of the out of the stratosphere hot in the moment that you have, you're gonna find yourself, you know, working a drive-through in six years. That's true. <laughs> but like, you know what happens though? They yeah. they do it while they're young, then they get introspective as they get older, and then their albums start to adjust. And that's where you start seeing actual skill. Like, like no doubt Lil' Kim. Like, no doubt Lil' Kim had skill. I mean, she did do, like, the biggie cadence. But, like, she wrote her stuff. But as she got... Right. As the albums... As she got older, her albums got more introspective. Um, and I believe okay. Cardi B is going to do that. Nicki Minaj is kind of doing that. Um, but I believe that's what happens. You know, the older you get, the more well, I, 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 I don't know. I think I think the jury's still out on them whether or not they're gonna go. They're gonna go come. You know, go that route and you know come full circle with their with their content. But um, you know that that being said, you know, uh, female MCs they they have a lot to contribute to the game and to the culture. Very much so. so you know, the names that y- y'all heard us mention. Uh, please, please check these MCs out. You know, that's that's why I wanted to mention them and kind of give them give them, uh, you know, their shine and, you know, kind of <laughs> set the record straight from that terrible, terrible list. But we, we got to move on to our next topic for the night. As we all know, summertime is in full swing. And we uh, I think it's fair to say we all bow down to the greatness of Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff's uh, summertime <laughs> uh, song. And it's it's um, as being probably the you know the quintessential uh summertime hip-hop song uh quick little side note i know a lot of people said that rakim wrote summertime but he actually actually uh recently came out set the record straight and said that the beat was originally given to him but he passed on it but he did not write summertime 
So I just want to be lying. I just want to I hear that cadence all in there, man. Man, as soon as you said that. I thought so too. I thought I thought I could hear his pen in that in that in those verses, but he said he didn't Real write. Real ain't rap like that before or since. Yeah, like he ain't true. never been that laid back as an MC. That's true. Yep. Just like as soon as I found out that Jay Z wrote Still Dre, um, I was you like, oh it. yeah, he definitely wrote that. <laughs> hey man, I'm just telling you what the man said. I'm just telling you what the man said. Hey, but man, that being said, be it for me to call a legend a liar, but he lying. <laughs> he just giving Will he giving Will Smith a pass because he didn't had too much trauma this year. <laughs> but that being said, so I wanted to ask you all, what are you all's favorite summer go to summertime albums and songs? And you can name hip hop or non hip hop albums and songs uh, for this. So uh, you know what, I brought swing it to you first, Brandy. Oh, okay, well. I have a hip hop playlist, or, or not hip hop playlist, but a summer playlist. So, mm. like, as far as like non hip hop, I, I go with what my mom used to listen to is like Sly, of course, in the Family Stone, mm. uh, Hot Fun in the Summertime. Um, I listen to a lot of Diggable Planet, so I love Jetting. Oh um, man, that's a great choice. Um, that whole Blue Outcome album is amazing. Yeah, I, I even like the UMCs. I just think it's fun. Like, I like One to Grow On and Blue Cheese. Um, I like Kendrick in the summer. Yes. Um, I, I love, cause I mean, I, I grew up around, I grew up in California every, I went to California every summer. So I, I'm kind of biased to California music in the summer. Uh, I don't really like Summertime by um, Will Smith. I don't like that song. Oh, popular opinion. I do not like that song at all, actually, because <laughs> it's like the family function song. Uh, it is. I, it I is. don't have to hear it ever. Uh, <laughs> you, you a rebel out here, Brandy. One. <laughs> I mean, I Too like clean. Nas. It ain't hard to tell. Like these are the songs on my summer playlist. Like even um, like Fushnikin Swasmoo. I don't know why that song reminds me of summer. But I, I, it reminds me of summer. Um, just like things that nostalgic things that songs and even some newer songs. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I like all genres of music in the summer. Um, and I have nighttime, a nighttime summer list too. Mm. Like when I'm riding around in my car. Um, so like I have, um, for some reason, I like Bucktown by Smith and Wesson. Oh man! Wow! Oh man! Wow! Pulling them out, man! Like that's that's you know little Maze and Frankie Beverly. Like just I like all from A to Z. That that is you got some you got some exceptional taste. Um, yeah, Bucktown, Bucktown got summer written all over it. Man, okay, okay, I respect it. All right, Vince, man, who's on your summertime playlist? Okay, so I love your playlist, Brandy, by the way. But all of that old, all of the old stuff, I listen to that anyway. So it doesn't make this summer. But I am truly a, a Chicago head when it comes to summertime, because that's where I grew up in. So summertime, we got the, we got the convertible drop, the top is down, we blasting our music. Man, anything R. Kelly, Specifically, you remind me of my team. 
Oh, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes. Got kids on the list. <coughs> well, now. I want to shame yeah, nobody, but. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bold bold move, Cotton. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just that summertime for me. Um, crucial conflict. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't play R. Kelly when you ride past grammar schools, do you? You were saying you like throw that, the windows bro. down and, and all of that. I just I wanted to make sure. Oh, yeah. Bumping summer bunnies. Uh, you can't R. Kelly music within 500 feet a 500 foot radius at any school. <laughs> but yeah, crucial conflict. Do or die. I tend yes. to listen during the summertime for yeah. some reason. Um, this is what we do with this balling. Y'all, man, don't even get me started, man. On some do or die. I listen to Aaliyah a lot during the summer. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, I always... In the summertime, I'm constantly bumping Mark Ronson, Return of the Mac. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> summertime, Return of the Mac. Oh, you got, man, that's... I do like the uh, California vibe, so... Because I love I love that style of music, so I tend to play that stuff more. Um, like, uh, uh... What's the song? What's the group? Uh, Lucy Pearl. You. Mm-hmm. Cause I like I like the jazzness, but yeah, that's basically me for the summertime. Okay, okay, I respect it, man. I respect it. Yeah, just don't tell nobody about that R. Kelly, but that'll be yeah, we have to edit that out. Un- unpopular <laughs> opinion. <laughs> All right, Jamil, man, who's on your summertime playlist? So I really should not listen to this album, and it's it's so problematic. But it's perfect for the summer, man. The chronic, mm-hmm. um, just all that, all that G funk, all the, the Clinton, like that's that's made for the summertime. Really, anything out out, yep. out west. Yep, um, you're right. But I'm a, I'm gonna go with Chronic. Um, Southern Playalistic is a great summertime record. Raphael Sadiq, Instant Vintage. Oh, uh, actually, Instant Vintage and Ray Ray. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, Ray Ray, 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 Ray might be even more of a summer summer album than uh, the Instant Vintages. What else? What else? Probably a lot of old school, honestly. Some uh, some Bootsy, some Gap Band, definitely James Brown, and and the West Side and me gotta gotta go with Adrenaline Rush for the summer. <laughs> Man, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> You are right. Like, you could go down any Chicago street, right? Well, maybe not right now, because I don't know what these kids know. But where the grown folk is at, in the, in the summertime, summer summer night, and play emotions, you're going to get a response for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure there's a bunch of others I can think of, but I'm... I'm... All right, let me see if I can fill in some of the gaps. So, on the hip-hop tip... Man, you, you already named one, Jamil, uh, with Dr. Dre's The Chronic. That's definitely on my list, the first Chronic. Just just great. Just That's one of those you just throw, throw on every time it gets above 70. Like the first day of the year gets above 70, you got to throw that on. Uh, Brandy, you took one of mine. You took The Shining by Smith & Wesson. That, that, whole, that whole Shining album uh, mm-hmm. is a summertime bumper for me. Uh, also, 
Fonte and Nicolay's first foreign exchange album, um, Connected. Good one. Good one. Um, that's a good one for me. Jay-Z's Blueprint is, I know it didn't come out in the summer, but that's the one I reached for in the summer. Kendrick's, I, sh- I was going to say first two, but I guess technically it's the second and third. But Good Kid, Mad City, and um, To Pimp a Butterfly. I love those in the summer. Um, Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo, and Bandana are great summertime albums to me. Little Brother. I say Bandana more than, than, than Alfredo, but I agree. Uh, I don't know, man. They both, they're like companion pieces almost. I mean, I know they were produced, one was produced by Madly, the other was produced by Alchemist, but those albums are like companion pieces to me. It's like I, I could I could rarely bump one without bumping the other. Fair enough. They just yeah, they're just so very bluesy and just very cool albums to me. Um Little Brother the Listening. Um mm-hmm. Farside, Lab Cabin, California. I'm surprised nobody mentioned that one. Another one I'm surprised people didn't mention, Common, Resurrection. That's a great summertime album. Yeah, that's a great As summertime. Is- as is uh, one day it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not bad. I don't know. Resurrection felt a little bit more summery to me. Maybe it's my own memories of when I, I got into that album because I definitely remember it was a summer. Uh, I got into that album, but yeah, one day it all makes sense ain't bad either. Reminding me of Seth is a hundred percent a summertime song. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And getting down at the amphitheater. And getting down at the amphitheater. Those were the two that I was thinking about right then. Um, Hungry. Hungry, yep. Stolen Moments. I mean, yeah, all of it. Yeah. I think the only one that may not really fit is the joint with cannabis. That one doesn't fit to me. I mean, it's a a banger, but it doesn't say summer to me. uh, What's the name of the Lauryn Hill song? Oh, um, what was it? Retrospect for Life. Yeah, Retrospect for Life. That's absolutely a summer song. Um, another one, Camp Low, Uptown Saturday Uptown Night. Uptown Saturday Night. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm surprised nobody brought this one up. Outcast Aquimini. Aquimini. Really, the first probably three or four, the first three for sure, Outcast Projects are great summer albums. Yeah, yeah. AT Aliens is a good one, too. Uh, now on the on the non hip hop end, I actually have. Uh, I mean, everyone knows "Summer Madness" by Cool and the Gang, um, Marvin Gaye's magnum opus. What's going on? You could just play that from beginning to end. Uh, you know, no skips. Erica Badu, Baduism, I think is a great summertime album. Ramsey Lewis, Sun Goddess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Byrd. I don't know if y'all get up on on the jazz, but Donald Byrd's album, A New Perspective, and his other album uh, he dropped in the 70s, uh, Places and Spaces. I like Places. Great, great summertime barbecue music. I said, yeah, I said Dr. Dre. Um, And any, man, basically anything by Gil Scott Heron. You you can't go wrong. And then um, Stylistic's first album, their self-titled album, I think is, is an exceptional uh, summertime album, but uh, yep, that's that's who I got. But, I uh, to couple got no love for E forty E. But that's year round, you know. <laughs> I forgot Ooh. to mention a couple. I tend to listen to <laughs> Chris Cross and the Brat during the summertime. You actually reach for Chris Cross? 
Oh yeah. Wish Chris tonight's the night. Tonight's yes, tonight. tonight. That is a nice tonight, tonight is a nice track. That's a nice joke. Yeah, the way that, that song is better than it should have been, you know? <laughs> yeah. The way it yeah. The way around, yes, the way around is dope. The beat switch is dope on that song. Yeah, the way I don't around. remember that at I all. I missed the bus. Oh, come on. <laughs> now, you, now you reaching. <laughs> no, no, no. That's some nostalgia stuff. Exactly. Like, I, I love that song. And you might as well um, listen to Warm It Up, Chris. That was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love that too, of course. But then also, it's a shame. Yeah. Oh, that thing bump perfect for the summer. I'll tell you what's a great summertime song when we're talking crisscross. Uh, the joint with Supercat. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what, what song you're talking about. Beady by, beady by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, see, All right. y'all That's sleeping on Chris Cross. That's what's happening. Chris Cross was was good. Their albums were actually good. Um, um no. But it was on JD. <laughs> it was on JD. <laughs> hey, they I like had them. a couple. They had a couple, couple tracks here and there, but I wouldn't. Yeah, they had some decent joints, were, but I won't I say their albums were good. Yeah, I can't. I can't <laughs> say that they were press play albums. Oh, I love him, man. But I mean, that's just nostalgic for when I was young. Night was a nice joint. I yeah. There. Um, like I said, uh, it's a shame. I love it's a shame. That thing bumps perfect for the summer. I agree. Um, yeah, man. Y'all, y'all, and what? Go ahead. One, one, one. I can't forget. Like it took. It's 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 a classic now because it just took the. It took everybody by storm. Lil Duval, living my best life. I play that one somewhere. Smile, chip. <laughs> yeah, I love that song. I'm living my best life. I love it. Yeah, it was cool. And I, I liked it when it first came out, but I, I could go without ever hearing that again. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, it, it got it got murdered. Me too. <laughs> and n- niggas just ran out and in the ground. But right. um, <laughs> good, 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 good selections, y'all. I, I, I'm really glad I got the mix of people on for this one. Y'all got some truly, uh, you know, dope and eclectic, you know, selections on y'all's playlist. So, um, you know, if anyone hasn't heard any of these these albums or artists uh, uh, or songs, feel free to look them up, man. And, um, you know, hopefully you can find something to throw onto your summer playlist. No doubt. So, Except ooh. for maybe Kale. Just be careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe play yeah, on your headphones, not the car. And the chronic. <laughs> you know what I was watching right. recently? You that, 100% that. correct with that. You should not be playing the chronic in mixed company. No, not in mixed company. Like, like I play the chronic solo. Like, I, I don't play that around nobody. I don't even play the chronic in a car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why are you scared to bump it in the car? <laughs> hey, man, I don't know who might pull up on me next to, at the light. <laughs> okay. I live in a small town. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> All right, so let's move right along, man. Um, we got six months down in the year, man. Um, and what I wanted to do, uh, well, what I usually do around this time, I have everybody uh, list their favorite hip hop albums from the year of 2020. But this is your mid-year list, of course. Your year-end list is likely going to be a little different. Some albums are going to move around. But um, there's been enough music that, you know, I feel that it's come out so far where we can list five to ten albums that we feel were are worth listening to and are our personal favorites of the year. So I'm going to give it up to you all. Um, 
what albums if, if and if you don't have a full five that's fine just share what you got as long as it's a hip-hop album but i'm gonna give it up to you all do you all have five to ten best hip-hop albums for the mid-year point of 2021 i'm sure i got oh. five i don't think i got ten though all right let's hear i'm trying to think i know for sure um conway you, you don't mind if I go first. I, I never go, go first. Go right ahead. Go right I'm, ahead. I'm the whole, so I never go first. Um, <laughs> for myself, well, honorable mention, first of all, I want to give an honorable mention to Conway. If it bleeds, it could be killed. Um, I actually like that album a whole lot more than La Macaina. Uh, I felt it was more consistent. I felt it was more lyrically potent. It's it's the one Griselda album I really still reach for this year That's uh, out of all the ones that have come out. So honorable mention of that. Uh, number 10, I actually have Lloyd Banks, uh, The Course of the Inevitable. Um, yeah. He had a lot on his chest. Yeah, he got off this album. A lot of street jams. Uh, dope, consistent production. It runs a little long. He could have easily nixed four or five songs off this album, but and it still would have been just as good. But definitely worth checking out. Uh, Lloyd Banks is a underappreciated MC because he he was part of the whole Fifty Cent G Unit circus, you know. So people, I don't think people really took him as serious of a rapper as he should have been. At number nine, I got Prime Diesel uh, by Prime Meridian and Rashid Hadi uh, coming mm-hmm. out of Chicago. Uh, great underground rap, uh, hip hop. Just that it's it's got that really dope Chicago, you know, sample heavy Chicago feel of the underground hip hop of the 2000s. And it's just great feel good rap. Number eight, I actually have To Kill a Sunrise uh, by Coda the Friend and Static Selector. Uh, Coda the Friend, he's a 23 year old MC out of Brooklyn, but this dude has such an old soul, man. Um, he's got outstanding wordplay, and S- Static Selector really laced him with some heat. Very, very enjoyable and summary album, actually, uh, To Kill a Sunrise. And number seven, I got Onyx with Onyx for Life. Uh, it's the flip side of To Kill a Sunrise. It's, it's some great throwback, smash mouth, I'll rob and shoot you hip hop. It's an album that gets all in your face. You know, Sticky Fingers sounds as dope as ever. They didn't re- reinvent the wheel. You know, they, 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 you know, they did what works for them and the album, the album works. I, I've revisited it several times throughout the year. Onyx for Life. Number six, I got Ransom, MC out of Buffalo with his EP7. Uh, great concept, great beats. You know, Ransom, he fits so many quotables into like one song and in some cases just one verse. It's just I'm always catching something new with him that I didn't catch the last time I listened to him. And it's a dope concept EP. He covers the seven deadly sins in the Bible uh, with each track. And um, it's a nice it's a it's a nice brief listen to number five. I got your old Droog <laughs> with his new album Time. Very buttery flows, dope lo-fi beats. Um, it's 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 I wouldn't call it a concept album, but it's definitely an album with a theme of time and you know you can't get back lost time and using your time wisely. It's 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 pretty dope. Um, and number four, I got Sky Zoo, all the brilliant things. Uh, this was actually the surprise album of the year for me because, as you know, I've been kind of harsh on Sky Zoo. I've repeatedly called him boring, but this is a great, great album. Um, it's it, it mainly centers around Brooklyn and how much his neighborhood has changed and uh, gentrification is the central theme of the album. 
and he um he incorporated a lot of jazz in here too like it the album sounds like a spike lee film if that makes any sense but great great jazzy hip-hop album number three i got starface and mf doom with super what uh great consistent album i think it's only i think it's only 10 tracks but they get straight to the point dope bars dope beats you know and it's what i what i've come to expect from from both of them um and number two i got peter rosenberg with real late um great summertime nighttime album uh it's a compilation this was also a surprise of the year reggie brought it up a couple of weeks ago and uh i've been bumping it ever since it's got some great new school cats and some dope old school cats and it just it just works the, the production is is nice and lush and funky and it's got some real spitting on there um so that landed at number two and then at number one i got j cole the off season um me and chaz we did an in-depth review of that uh that album go go back and check it out a couple episodes ago um might be, even be his best album if you ask me he j cole's also always been a dope mature artist with a lot of perspective but he really showed a lot of maturity and growth on this one so it's got it's got great replay value and and you know and it's what i've come to expect from him so that will wrap it up with my list so i will uh i'll give it up to y'all who uh who wants to share i can definitely tell you i don't have 10. <laughs> okay you don't I'm have to close uh, <laughs> but and this is not it well it is kind of an order um I've only listened, I haven't been listening to a lot of hip hop, but I have listened to this guy named Moray. Oh, the Street Scriptures album. Yeah, um, I actually really like him. I, I really like him. He's dope. He's yeah, dope. I, I'm feeling him. Um, I listened to Tequila, Tequila Sunrise too. Um, dope. And actually, of course, J. Cole is number one at this moment anyway, <laughs> until Kendrick decides to drop something. But, uh, that's all I've don't, been listening to so that. far. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's that's not a bad place to start. J. Cole, Moray, and uh, Dakota, the friend. The Moray, what did you like about it? Maybe there's something I'm missing there because I, I listened to that and I, I, I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. I just like his style. Like, I... I actually my daughter turned me on to him um, because I was listening I like beats I'm listening to the beat and I'm like this is pretty dope and then I, I think his style is just tight I, I like his 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 style I, I can't even describe it it's, it's different it's um, not like everybody else that's out the baby the little baby all these babies out um, it's it's a lot to me, his style is a little different, and I like him. I believe he's on J. Cole's album as well. He uh, is. Yeah, he's on J. Cole's album. Well, and I liked him on the J. Cole set, so. Well, you I, know, now that you mention it, when he's with other people, he is more tolerable. But when I, I tried to listen to his album, I just, man, I just could not get into it. I just, I kind of like his grit. He's a little gritty. I like that. Um, I just think he's cool. I, 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 I'm feeling him, actually. Okay, cool, cool. Um, to Kill a Sunrise, what did you like about that? Um, I just thought that it was 
the cool I like the cool flow um, I'm about right right about now I'm all about anything that's to me summertime ish or warm weather ish so anything I can ride in my car too and I, I don't I'm not gonna say I ride in my car with my daughter to all this but um, with my daughter rather but I just like to when I'm by it's myself just you and autumn for these moments it's just me and autumn we just drop we if I can just ride around and I can listen to it and it's a flow and I don't have to change every every song I don't have to skip the songs I, I just hear them out I, I thought it was a pretty cool album I, I took a risk on this because actually my ex put me up on this um, so <laughs> I took a risk on that but I, I like, like I don't know <laughs> so I thought it was I thought it was cool I, I heard him out and I listened to it and, yeah, um, it's an exceptionally like easy to listen to album and, and you're right it's it's got great summertime vibes I was I was thoroughly impressed by it uh, oh and the J. Cole what, what did you yeah. oh well it's J. Cole I mean yeah. it's, it's not a lot that needs to be said like right. um, J. Cole is exceptional to me um, his flow, his delivery, just like he—he's J. Cole. Like I, you look forward to hearing what he, what his album's going to say. And I like, I've liked most of the songs on his album. I will say that the majority of them, I will, I'm, I can listen to, and I don't have to skip. If I don't have to press forward or skip, I'm good. I'm good. So, um, but I like the song he has with Moray. I do like that song a lot. And, um, that's been on that that gets repeat. So. I, I, I like Mr. J. Cole. I like all of Mr. J. Cole stuff, though. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. No explanation. No further explanation needed there. All right. All right, Jamil. Man, you got your list together. I believe I do, uh, but all of mine have been mentioned. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you had every every list that I mean, everyone that I would have had on my list already on there. So, uh, the Peter Rosenberg, the. Uh, to kill the sunrise, the um, the uh, Conway, the first one though, the uh, if it if it bleeds, it, I can kill it or how the recital, the Doom and um, Bizarre Face and J Cole, that would be my five. Okay, yeah. okay. y'all y'all mentioned um, anything anything Griselda together or separate? I was here for. It. Uh, that plugs I met too. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that one. Yeah, I don't I don't reach for that no more. They they haven't been having a strong of a year as they as they did last year. Uh, real, real quick, Jamil, what what about the P- Peter Rosenberg did you like? Um, it's just more that like that boom bap that seems to have been missing. Um I think what I really liked about it was the surprise. Like I was not expecting that quality of music from Peter Rosenberg, I think um, his radio persona, and admittedly, I don't listen to that show, so I just only hear about what he says and does and like sound bites. So he just never had the greatest. I never had the greatest impression of him. So well, when you, you I found heard him kind of corny, or I found him corny and annoying. Um, I didn't feel like he was authentic, um, and I believe I was wrong. Like after listening to him speak about this project and um, how it came about, well, what made me go ahead and listen to it was, um, you know, Reggie's recommendation, and then having heard the interview like right after that, and what you know what he had to say, and you know he, he's thorough, you know he 
can still be kind of corny from time to time, but he's a pretty thoughtful dude when he's not on the radio. You know, you have to have a certain uh, type of energy to, to keep your audience engaged. Like, whether they love you or hate you, as long as they're listening. And I get that. Um, but as far as the album itself, beyond the surprise of it, like, the, the, the lyrics was definitely there. The production was there. And I appreciated um, being able to hear some, some newer cast that I wasn't really up on like that. Like, Second Generation Woo, um, I knew of them, but I, I had not really heard their, like, I didn't listen to that album that dropped earlier this year, but they killed. Um, and to have the, the blending with, you know, established MCs with newer cats and everybody pretty much was spitting. Uh, it was just a, a great project. Yeah, it, it surprised the heck out of me. I'm like, I, I, I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, speak real quick. Speak on the Zarface and Doom. Uh, what, what about that did you like? It's just more of the same, man. Our face projects have been consistently solid. Like we need to start kind of talking about them, like we talk about Running Jewels. To be honest, they're not—they're not as big as Running Jewels, obviously. But as far as consistent projects from the time they got together, like they keep putting out heat, and it was good to hear Doom, and it didn't feel like a posthumous project. You know what I mean? You get. Um, you get to hear Doom spitting, but it didn't feel like it was something that was just kind of forced in there. It felt very organic. So it was a nice little cherry on top to what would have been a dope project even without him. Like it would have been solid, but it was it was cool to have that thrown in the mix as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, all right. Vince, man, you got uh you got you got five or more than five or less than five hip hop albums you wanna recommend that would be the best Whoa. for you for twenty twenty one? Well, y'all, y'all said all of them. That Lloyd Banks, I've been listening to that. I might be on my fourth listen, and it just came out. Oh Maybe wow! Yeah, I just it 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 has a Griselda ish feel to it. Like he he tapped into that that grit and griminess of uh, his style. Um, and I've always, I've always got a kick out of the way he raps. He always sounds like he's trying not to laugh um, when he rapping to me. Um, like somebody saying something or doing something funny in the background, and he trying not to laugh while he rapping. It's always come off to me as that. Um, with that little hitch in his voice that he does. Um, but the boy was just straight spitting. I love what he was talking about as far as his kids. Like, very introspective, like I said, as you get older. Um, and J. Cole, that's gonna make it as the top album of the year. I'm saying it now. Um, I don't know that Black not. Star might come out. Can, can yeah, if the Black not. Star, if the Black Star drop, it might have a contender. That's just because, well, hey, you, you're right. But what I love about the J. Cole album is that he, in his own little way, he's listened to his critics. He's gotten air quotes better production, whatever that really means, has never really been, I think that's an unpopular opinion. Um, what the, he got good beats? Um, better production, when people say that, they never really can explain what that means. It's kind of like when somebody says, let's go when they score three points. Like, what does that, like when they score back? <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, what does it mean? You well, say well, it, but, but J. Cole, he, he did a lot of production himself. And, and while I don't agree with the boring label that some people have put on J. Cole, I do feel that he has limited himself production-wise on past projects. Not so much uh, on this one, but on past projects, I feel like his full potential wasn't unlocked, per se, because he was doing all of this in-house production. And, and you know, yeah, when you link it, well, I get, get ideas for stuff, you know? No, I get it. I get it. And like I said, in his own way, he has been listening to his critics. He's actually developed a new style because of it. If you listen to the way he does, like what he does when he's with like Earth Gang or that song with Moray and 21 Savage, like that's new. That's a new cadence that he's doing. But like just all the way around, it's like he's giving the people what they want, but still within the way that he does things. And I don't skip any of those songs. Okay. It's okay. a disservice to skip them, but uh, yeah, I'm putting it out there. That's the best album. Okay. Unless you said, like you said, uh, Black Star album, and then you know Dave Chappelle somehow he gonna sneak his way on there too because you know they do a podcast together. <laughs> uh, you just you just reminded me of something too, uh, man. I wanted to talk about that Yasin Bay interview, but we'll we'll do that. We'll we'll break that down on another show. Brandy, you a Black Star fan, right? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm gonna have to bring you back for that. Okay, all right. So good picks, people. Um, if you have not checked out these albums, please check them out. And hopefully there'll be more albums dropping over the next six months. And, you know, it'll make putting together our list all that more harder toward the end of the year. So that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. But let's move right along to this album, Face Off. Uh, in one corner. OK, we've got the battle of the true school classics here. And in one corner, we've got Bizarre Ride to the Far Side by the Far Side, which was released November 24th, 1992 through Delicious Vinyl. It was their it was their debut album. The album was produced entirely by Jay Swift and uh, Slim Kid, who was a member of the Far Side. Uh, now it clocks in at 16 tracks and 56 minutes. And then in the other corner, we have De La Soul is Dead by De La Soul. This was their second album. It was released May 14, 1991 on Tommy Boy Records. It clocks in at 27 tracks and 74 minutes. And it was entirely produced by Prince Paul. And at this point, I'm going to give it up to y'all. Which one of these critically acclaimed albums that you all like more and why this was a tough one <laughs> well, if, I could, if I could go first um, I see why you put these together these are some quirky albums right here <laughs> especially that far side it's like mm-hmm. what is going on Like, it seems <laughs> like their, their theme of the album was to not have a theme <laughs> um, but I enjoyed it I did a lot of that like what's going on when I was listening to it because I've heard it before but I, I listened to it in a different way now listening to it again and um, you know can't get around that passing me by like that is hip hop that's everything that hip hop is about um, now the other album it's quirky in its own right too. Like the skits are just 
I just love them, man. They, they make you crack up, they make you laugh, but you're still trying to figure out like what is the identity of the album. Um, you know, you got just your uh, skate down. You got that song. You got a number of songs on that is memorable, but I, I think it's stalemates as far as like, like I could I could listen to either one and be like, and wouldn't be like, man, you should have put this on instead of that. So I, I, I actually, this is the first time I actually just stalemate. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but we got to pick a winner, man. (laughs) Okay. De La Soul is dead if we got to (laughs) pick. I hate to force people to pick if they don't want to pick. Nah, it's it's, it's not that I won't, but it's like, I honestly feel like it's a draw. But if I have to give the small nod, it's going to be De La Soul because De La Soul's version of doing whatever they want to me is more calculated. Like Farside, they just seem to be wild. They just doing stuff. And De La Soul seems to be like calculated calculated in what they're doing. Like they're doing whatever they want to do, but there's a, a, a structure to it. It seems like Farside is like, all right, let's try this next. And then like, all right, okay, for this song, let's try, let's do this, you know? But De La Soul, they calculate it in the way they want to do things, but it's also against the grain. So I, I give the nod to De La Soul is dead. All right. All right. So Vince is going in for De La. Respect. Respect. All right. Jamil, Brandy, you want to take it? Um, I can take it. Um, I went for, um, this is hard. I, I, I'm a, a huge De La fan, but... I'm also a huge Farside fan, and I like Farside, I like Bizarre Ride better because of the skits. Um, <laughs> the skits, um, the, you know, your mama song, the Quentin's on the way. Quentin's on the way. God, that is my favorite <laughs> skit. Like, I love that skit. Um, the My favorite song on, on that album is Other Fish. I love that song. Yeah. Um, I like that better than Passing Me By. Um, I I like I mean dare I say <laughs> I like pack the pipe um, <laughs> because of the what they're saying in the song what they're talking about um, and they they I'm sorry to cut you off their rhyme scheme like the way they were delivering the rhymes on pack the pipe yes it was just it was it was they 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 did a little experimentation but it worked and like. Yeah, you would. I was just. Oh yeah, I was there for it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just. I. I'm. I like that album a lot better. It's funny. Like it's dumb funny. Like it's like they. I mean, it's kind of. I'm be honest. It's like they got high and was like, let's write. You know. But mm-hmm. on some of these songs, anyway. But and they go. They're goofy. They're. They. They were goofy. Um, and I like that. That they were just kind of free, free hearted. It wasn't like, it was produced or anything like that it was just like i like the freedom they had in their in their lyrics and in the skits and the songs and the lyrics i like that freedom it wasn't and, and especially at a time especially on the west coast where everything was so gangsta and so i'm gonna shoot you and and be this and and, and all that you know it was like it was different i like that that's why i like this album so much is because it was refreshing in that way, it was it was silly. It was stupid. It was okay to be to be silly, and I like that. But my skit that I I used to listen to Quentin's on the way all the time, and I forgot <laughs> about it. 
until I listened to it for this. And I'm like, oh my God, I remember this, like singing to this. You remember putting in that phone call? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that, like singing along loudly to them. Like, I love it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and um, I'm surprised you didn't bring up It's Jigaboo Time. Yeah. I like it. I like this. Yes. That's the funniest get to. I just, I just, this whole album was dope to me. Like, I really like this. I like this album better than I like that particular Daylight album. I can see it. I can see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we got Brandy all in for Bizarre Ride. All right, Jamil, man, who you got? Um, this was, this was closer than I thought. Um, I, I really thought that Daylight was going to take it and it wasn't really, you know, worth a discussion. And it absolutely is. Like, I have forgotten how much fun this Farside album is. And um, I really like Brandy's description of them just kind of being free. Like, they were young and having fun. And I do believe that it was probably a, a maybe once or twice they got high while I'm recording this, maybe. <laughs> once or twice. Okay. <laughs> And that definitely came through. They were just kind of enjoying themselves and, you know, very much new to the industry. And they like, yo, this is this is who we are. This is how we rock. And this is, you know, we're going to kind of carve out our lane where this doesn't exist anywhere. Not in the ultra gangster, you know, West Coast. And even, you know, with, with Tribe Out East kind of doing a more of a jazzy thing. So it's a little bit different, but it's not that. Like they can operate in similar spaces and they'll have a similar fan base, but it's not, it's not Tribe. Tribe was very serious where, I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't like this. Like, this was silly. Like, come on, man. They got your mama. Like, your mama got snake snake skin teeth. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a track, not a, not a skit. Um, That was enjoyable. (laughs) And, and, you know, you got a lot of classic material off of that. Like the, you know, passing me by and other fish as companion pieces are, are you know, that's an amazing one two punch. Um, but I gotta go with the Daylight, man. Even after all of that, like, I, you know, Farside made it an interesting fight, but I just, I just enjoyed Daylight Soul is Dead more. One thing that kind of made me a little bit sad while listening to it, though. Like from the jump, I'm like, man, this is why these dudes are in so much trouble. They sampled everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're, they're not like obscured samples either. Not at all. Not at all. Not obscure. And they're not like chopped in such a way that even if it's a fam- famous sample that it, you know, it's hard to figure it out. Like it's just there. And they, you know, they freaked it and it was, it was well done. But yeah, you was going to have to pay for that, Jack. And, <laughs> and they did. And they did. Indeed, indeed. So you you pulled the old zigzag on us like you like you usually do, Jamil. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't trying to this time, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. I like it. All right, man. For me, yeah, this was a this was an extremely fun uh, album review and album face off for me to go back and do. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Vincent Jamil, but I don't I don't recall Farside getting a lot of radio play here in Chicago. Not at all. I don't no, recall ever but, hearing them on the radio. I might have heard uh, "Passing Me By" once or twice. Passing me by, passing me by, yeah. Growing um, up, but I didn't even know that. about I didn't even know about other fish till I copped this album. 
you know, Farside, they were one of those groups when I first got to an age of a self-aware age where I was actually buying my music, you know, talking to people who knew music. Theirs was a name that was always coming up. Of course, I already knew about, you know, Tribe, De La, Wu-Tang, people like that. But like Farside kept coming up and I'm, I was so glad when I got a chance to finally cop their albums um, because they didn't get any radio play where we were. Um, right. Yeah, my uncle, my uncle had that album, so he was seven. You know, my uncle was seven years old. So we oh, go, we okay. Able, so he was young enough to grab my house. Yeah, we'd be able to grab my house all the time. We had all the albums and stuff. So, gotcha, gotcha. And as you all know, like De La Soul is one of my favorite groups, and I, I've sung the praises of De La Soul as dead repeatedly. I feel it's their second best album, actually. Love, love that album. However, I gotta go with the far side, Bizarre Ride. One of these albums is 74 minutes, that being a day lie, and the other one is 54. And the far side album, it felt like they accomplished so much more within those 54 minutes. They got in, entertained you, got out. Whereas with the day lie, you feel every piece of that 74 minutes. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad, but the album does kind of, it, they, they could have trimmed the fat a little bit. You know, yeah, just it was a little skip. I see your point. Yeah, yeah, it was like every other song, it was a skip for every song almost. And they yeah, were long. And like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and they were they were entertaining skits, don't get me wrong, but I, I felt the skits on the uh on the far side just had a I don't know, a higher percentage rate or a higher PER or whatever. But um, you know, Brandy already mentioned Clinton's on his way. I, I, I love, love, it's Jigaboo time <clears throat> and the message behind that, that snippet. And the music, the music was just, it was just more consistent and better. It was better. I'm going to just say it. You know, the, the two Respect. radio singles, the two radio singles from Bizarre Ride were better than the radio singles from The Daylight. The Daylight's radio singles were... Uh, it was roller skating jam named Saturdays. You can't really front on that. But then the second one was ring, ring, ring. Um, but then with Bizarre Ride, of course, it was uh, Passing Me By and Other Fish. I think those two songs are better than the other two songs. But then the rest of the album, the deep album cuts, the B-sides, for better or for worse, is one of my favorite hip-hop songs of all time. You know, even though Fat Lip got a little carried away at the end. A little bit, a um, little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that part at the end because I was in the car with my son listening to it and we bobbing our heads. Oh boy! And, <laughs> wow! And then he goes in. I like I like reached for the knob and was able to turn it down just in time. <laughs> Say that's an awkward conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. I'm not ready for that conversation. <laughs> But again, it, it, it's, again, that's a point in their, their, you know, their craziness and their, you know, I don't think he's out there doing stuff like that, but the fact that he would get on the record and and, and put yes. that in what was up until that point, a very lovey-dovey song. <laughs> it went left on that song real quick. Real quick. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, the first two verses, you're like, right, I'm feeling this. They're rapping about love, cute girls, and how to talk to them, and... Fat Lip comes in with the with the stalker action. <laughs> so, but it was I was, better it was entertaining. I was there for it. <laughs> I was there for it. So that being said, I gotta go with the far side. Yeah, I gotta go with Bizarre Ride. I gotta go with Bizarre Ride, man. I just 
I and I, I think back too on how much I play, how often I play both albums, and I, I definitely play Bizarre Ride from beginning to end way more often than I play De La Soul Is Dead. I, I kind of have to be in a mood to listen to De La Soul Is Dead, whereas The Far Side puts me in a good mood. Mm. But it's uh, definitely the title of the song definitely perf- it perfectly conveys the album. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it is bizarre. All right. It's yeah. definitely bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah. Great, great album, man. Great album. All right. Uh let's do a quick round of overrated, underrated, since it's our uh our uh, season finale. Uh overrated or underrated? Rocking chairs. Mm. Underrated. I gotta go underrated. I think I'm gonna go underrated as well. So uh, they, they're overrated until you sit down in one. <laughs> yeah. Underrated because it, it it's a reason why they exist. Yeah, me and Chris got two on the back porch, man. We love sitting out there just having a nice drink and just you know, just taking Not it. Out there listening some old. Uh, B.B. King records and <laughs> <laughs> the thrill is gone. <laughs> I'm out there listening to The Shining. Listen <laughs> 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 to that Bucktown. All right, overrated or underrated? Tennis. As a as a uh, spectator or as a player? Uh, spectator. I say underrated. I say underrated. Underrated. Overrated. I say I underrated. Know. I gotta go underrated. I, I remember when my grandmother uh, w- was alive. Every time I would go over her house, well, not every time, but a lot of times, like she would always have tennis on. And I was like, why is she? Why does she watch tennis? Like, but the older I got, the more I've come to appreciate it. That is a really tough sport to play. It takes a lot of yes. coordination and strength and speed to uh, to play tennis. So yeah, I respect tennis players. All right, next up, plain potato chips. Uh, I'm gonna go underrated. I prefer plain potato chips. Um, I like my plain potato chips with baked beans. That's the only re- way I'm gonna eat them. What? Interesting. I've never heard of that before. So you dip them in the baked beans? Yep. That's the only way I'm gonna eat plain pota- potato chips. You gotta be using like a strong chip, like Ruffles. <laughs> like, are you just get a spoon and crunch it? I, I'm. I like. I like crunchy stuff. So. And I love baked beans, so they're a perfect match for me. Okay, I'm gonna have to try that. I never tried yeah. baked beans on my, on my potato chips. Oh, not at all. Okay, all right. Learn something new. All right, next up, overrated or underrated oxtails? Um, overpriced <laughs> and thus overrated. Uh, I mean, they're good, but. Do I gotta take out a loan for this? I mean, why is it? Why oxtail so expensive? <laughs> I don't know, man. I gotta go. I gotta go overrated, man. Oxtails are underrated, man. That's that flavor is just um, every bit of south, uh, every bit of uh, down south, man. Like that's that's your roots. Well, <laughs> Word. My friends from the islands love oxtails, and I'm just kind of like, I don't get it. So, any I honestly though, anything in that gravy sauce is, is, is right. Underrated, it's good. <laughs> All right, next up, dollar stores. Underrated. 
Underrated. Underrated. I got, I got, I got a cutting board for a dollar. I got I to gotta go overrated. I'm sorry. There's nothing in the dollar store. Dollar stores don't need to exist. I went in there for like, I think I needed some tape or something for work. And I walked out of there just thinking like, yo, they could just bomb this place. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's nothing in there that I can't get somewhere else of higher quality. So but you would rather you rather uh, go to the movies and pay uh, $32 for a box of Jujubees? <laughs> no, but like they don't have they don't have quality candy at the dollar store. What dollar store you going to? They got the same stuff that they got in the you ain't, you ain't going to the Dollar Tree, I guess. Man, I have not seen no no not any decent candies in a dollar Man, store. I see get a Coca-Cola. You, you can get a bottle of Coca-Cola for a dollar. Right. You get the same candy you get at the theater for a buck. I, I now, don't, you, don't you dare. Don't you dare venture off into like the uh, frozen food section. But, um. <laughs> but aside from that, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They got a frozen food section in there? They yeah, do. At yeah, Dollar General, they do. You got to get out of Roseland, man. Aside from that, like up on my dollar store game. Like I said, I got a cutting board there for a dollar. A cutting I board. get all of my stuff. A wooden, a wooden cutting board. I've gotten um, wooden in parentheses. Graduation I mean, quotation marks. <laughs> right. Graduation balloons. Yeah, I get my balloons there. Yeah, balloons. Yeah, yeah balloons. Yeah, but man, you can get those anywhere, man. Not for a dollar though. Man, man, miss me. I get all of my, uh, all of my barbecue stuff, like my pans and everything. I get those from the dollar store. Yeah, those pans. Yeah. Yes, How indeed. long do they last you? I only need them to last for the day. A dollar's worth. It's a dollar. A dollar. I ain't got to do dishes. Man, miss me with the dollar stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I got the, the the mug the mug that I choose to drink out of, I've gotten from the dollar store. A glass mug. It's huge for a dollar. It's like I do got a couple hours. beer mugs that I've gotten from there. I mean, you can't put them in a the dishwasher, but... Oh, mine is dishwasher. Yeah, you can't put them in a the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> they'll what, they'll melt or something. <laughs> nah, they just I, I put one in the dishwasher. Didn't didn't go so well. It like cracked. Uh, too bad. All right. Um, last one. Vegan burgers. Overrated. You know what? It's not even shouldn't exist. Vegan anything is overrated. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know, man. I, I dig the vegan burgers. I think they're a little underrated. It, they're not, but they're not all the same. I will say that. Not all vegan burgers are. It depends vegan. on where you get it at. Yeah, yeah. Why eat that when you just eat a burger? Word. Hey, man. I'm cool with interracial dating, but I ain't trying to eat no speech because I want to have some bacon. <laughs> no, like, if you gonna eat something vegetarian, just eat vegetables. Like, stop Word. trying to. Word. Eat I know that's not a real phrase, but. Stop trying to make vegetables meat-like. Like, stop. There's there's not no vegetarian buffalo wings. That's just cauliflower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just eat cauliflower. You know. And you didn't took all the all the nutritional value out the cauliflower yeah. by putting buffalo sauce on. Like, just, just eat, eat the veggies. I'm with Vince. Eating a veggie burger. Just yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on the buffalo wings. But I don't know, man. I, I get down on a vegan burger every now and then. Yeah, because that's, yeah. Cause, you know, I think, like I said, people that eat like that, deep down inside, they want to eat meat. So they try to get as close to it as possible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Sometimes you just need that, uh, I don't know, 
I don't think you ever need that. You just impossible. It's two people wow. in the world that need that, 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 that. All right. All right, let's move right along. Let's cap off this episode like we always do with another segment of What You're Bumping, where I invite you all to share uh, with the listeners what y'all been bumping for the past week or so. So, Brandy, what you been mopping? Um, my girl, her, just came out with her new album a few days ago. I saw that. I've been all about that. I have been all about listening to her album all weekend. It's dope. It is dope. Um, I, you know, I was kind of like, eh, I wonder, can she beat her EP that she came out with or the EP she came out with before? And so I was kind of skeptical, but um, I was thoroughly impressed. Like, I'm, I'm one for darker music. I don't know. It's just something about me. I like darker style music. Um, and her music's kind of dark to me. It's not happy and light. It's darker. And I like that. And so I've I've enjoyed all of her her album so far. I'm like playing it over and over again. So nice, nice. Yeah, I haven't gotten to her music yet. Um, I keep meaning to. You know, I I hear nothing but good things about it. Um, I'm just very, you know, I'm I I drag my feet on the R&B tip. It's like I'll I'll cop an album everybody's talking about like six to nine months after it comes out and and be like, oh, that was dope. You know, so that's just that's just me. All right, Vince, man, what you been bumping? Well, I need to check that her album out. I didn't know it had come out yet. Um, I've been listening to Lloyd Banks. Man, it's just a lot of repeat stuff. It's like nothing in particular. Uh, the Maury album, I checked that out. I appreciate his um his dedication to his style. He's trying to definitely um, stand out, and he is. I like that melodic thing he does, uh, but I, nothing that I can really of significance that I can say I was listening to other than those two. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. No biggie. Thanks for sharing. All right, Jamil, man, what you been bumping? Um, that uh, Anderson Park, Malibu, um, the Love Below, not Speaker Box, mm. and Otis Redding. The uh, the uh, um, dictionary of soul. Okay, mm-hmm. nice, nice, nice. All right, you reaching, you're going deep in the crates. All right. Yeah, man. Myself, I was bumping um, because of the episode we did last week. I, I went back and bumped uh, Outcast Stankonia just to kind of reaffirm in my mind it was the classic we said it was. Um, Gangsta-ish. <laughs> I uh, I was bumping Merge the Ninth Wonder. The Iliad is dead and the Odyssey is over. We talked about that, Jamil. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> I didn't know you bumped the whole album, though. <laughs> I did. I was like, I might as well. I might as well. <laughs> Get my mind on something else. Larry June. I've been bumping the orange print that just came out. Some, some nice ride music. And I've been bumping the Horseman album uh, with Cannabis, Corrupt, Brass Cast, and Killer Priest. Uh, they just dropped the album called The Last Ride. Um, it's it's what you expect from them. I, I think this album came out 20 years too late. Um, 
Yeah, ain't this like the first official release? Sounds like it, it, it is the first official release. They had an, a, a bootleg floating around, floating around out there like about 15 years ago. That it was it, it was like unmastered. It, it sounded bootleg, but you know it's it's what you expect. It's some decent cuts on here, but you know I'm just not necessarily into that type of rap anymore. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. But uh, but yeah, that's what I've been bumping. Jamil, man, you got any album anniversaries for us? Yeah, man. Uh, not a lot, but we do have some. So for five years, uh, this one normally would not have made a list, but I just thought it was funny because I had one particular song on there. Uh, YG Steel Brazy. So that's a five-year anniversary this week. And if you can think back to 2016, you may remember the song that I'm referring to. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, also, then we got to go all the way to 20 years. Uh, these three albums all came out the same day, which was interesting. Uh, the Gorillas, self-titled album. I know that's not strictly hip-hop, but hip-hop adjacent and, and definitely a dope project. D12, Devil's Night. Oh, wow. 20 years. And I didn't realize that this album came out the same day, which there's some, some irony to that. Uh, also, The Outsiders, The Bricks. Oh, really? Uh I don't know if anybody actually heard that album. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that it came out the same day as D12. Like, I remember that album, and I remember hearing it later, but I didn't realize that it was the same time. That was kind of funny. I got, uh, I got down on the Outsiders. I, Young Z, Pace One, all of them. Yeah, the, the click was dope. I just didn't love that album. <laughs> 25 years celebrating uh, Helter Skelter Nocturnal. Oh, Nice. Yeah, man. I love that. I got a, I got a couple more that I want to mention. They're not celebrating uh, 25 years this week, but because we're going on hiatus, I feel like I want to mention these albums anyway. Reasonable Doubt actually will make 25 years next week. Yes. And then the following week is also uh, Stakes is High and It Was Written. Yes. And, and uh, also came out that day which I didn't realize at the time uh, Crucial Conflict The Final Tick oh wow which, w- okay. which wouldn't make a list except this is a heavily uh, Chicago bias show so I gotta speak on it of course of course alright yeah we'll be back uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks off hiatus I, I, don't, I don't plan on being being off too long but yeah that will be the show uh, Jamil Brandy Vince I thank you guys for carving out some time tonight from the family to uh, share your commentary on the show tonight. It is always, always appreciated. Uh, Brandy, I do plan on bringing you back for some more shows uh, next season, a little bit more frequently, if that's cool with you. That's and, fine. Uh, and yeah, that's the show. And with that, I'm going to bid y'all adieu. Take care of Autumn. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Keep it running smooth. And with that, I'm going to say peace. Right, y'all. Right, everybody, everybody have a good night. All right. See you next season.
ponder what to say to you now in the soft afternoon air as you hold us all in a single death. I say, where is your fire? I say, where is your fire? You got to find it and pass it on. You got to find it and pass it on from you to me, from me to her, from her to him, from the son to the father, from the brother to the sister, from the daughter to the mother, from the mother to the child. I say, where is your fire? I say, where is your fire? Can't you smell it coming out of our past? The fire of living, not dying. The fire of loving, not killing. The fire of blackness, not gangster shadows. Where is our beautiful fire that gave light to the world? The fire of pyramids. The fire that burned through the holes of slave ships and made us breathe. The fire that made guts into chiplins. The fire that took rhythms and made jazz. The fire of sit-ins and marches that made us jump boundaries and barriers. The fire that took street talk and sounds and made righteous Imhotep rap. Where is your fire? The torch of life full of Zynga and Nat Turner and Garvey and Du Bois and Fannie Lou Hamer and Martin and Malcolm and Mandela. Sister, sister, brother, 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 come, 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 catch your fire, don't kill, hold your fire, don't kill, learn your fire, don't kill, be the fire, don't kill, catch the fire, and burn with eyes that see our souls walking, singing, yeah, building, mm-hmm, laughing, <laughs> learning, yes, loving, yes, teaching, mm-hmm, being, hey, 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 young, young, young brother, hey, 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 young, 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 young sister, here is my hand, catch the fire and live, 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 live,